Hello and welcome to The HOA Show, where we discuss the news, problems, trends, and critical issues relating to life in a homeowner association. Join us every episode, and together we'll explore how to survive and thrive in the dizzying world of HOAs. Hello, and welcome to The HOA Show. I'm your host, Ryan Gazelle, and in this episode, we'll be discussing liens with Mitch Willett. Mitch is the president and owner of SBS, a full-service mortgage default and HOA lien collection company. Mitch is a Southern California native and started with SBS in 1992. He has served on the board of directors for multiple chapters of CAI, and SBS has been an active supporter of CAI for as long as I can remember. Thanks for joining us, Mitch. Absolutely. Thank you for having me, and it's great to be here. So admittedly, I know very little about liens um, and how associations should best use them. So that's what this podcast is for. What do our listeners need to know about liens? Most important thing is the the lien is the method that allows an association to collect the debt owed by a homeowner. The other important aspect of a lien is that it secures the debt. And we can get more depth of that as we go through this conversation. But the lien is the vehicle that the association wants to use to get their debt secured, to pursue collection from the homeowner who is delinquent in their dues. And can anyone start a lien service? Is there a license required? Uh, good question. And technically, yes, anyone can start a lien service. The The process of establishing a lien on a property for delinquent assessments is spelled out in statute. Uh, so no, you don't need to be an attorney, nor does an association need to use an attorney firm for this process either. It's entitled a non-judicial collection process. The Davis-Sterling Act, the CCNRs, the governing documents of the Homeowners Association, and California's Civil Code dictate the process. It's spelled out pretty black and white. It's pretty simple. Um, it is pretty painless for both the Homeowners Association and the homeowner. And it's uh, it's not a a task that should be taken lightly, but it's also not a difficult task to embark on for the association. You say it's a simple process, but I have a feeling it's it's not quite so simple. It, it is simple in that the, the process spelled out in statute is that there is a, a pre-lien letter that must be mailed out, uh, certified in regular mail, and that has a 30-day period attached to it. At the end of that period, the association can approve to attaching the lien, which secures the debt. Uh, the lien has a 30-day period attached to it. At the end of the lien period, then you can move forward with the non-judicial foreclosure action, which is a key element that maybe a lot of boards and associations don't always comprehend, and that is that it's a foreclosure. It's a foreclosure process the same way a lender forecloses on a deed of trust. Um, again, spelled out simplistically in California statute as to the process, the timeframes, what needs to be accomplished by a firm like SBS. And we run through that. Uh, if you can indulge me for a moment, once the lien expires, we record what's called a notice of default. Again, spelled out in statute, Civil Code Section 2924. Hold on real quick. When you say once the lien expires, what does that mean? The lien period, once you record a lien on the property, there has to be a minimum of 30 days for that lien to season. Again, per Davis-Sterling Act, per California statute, before you can move forward with the next step. So the next step would be the non-judicial foreclosure process. Okay. So if you uh, didn't move forward with the next step, would the lien just remain on there until a next step was taken or does it disappear after that 30 days? Good question. The lien remains. The lien will remain 
through the whole process till the account by the homeowner comes to a zero balance. Uh, that is a key element to understand that once the lien's recorded, the association has no obligation to release that lien until the homeowner has fully satisfied their debt to a zero balance. And let's say, let's say a community places a lien on an owner's uh, home. And when they place the lien, do you specify an amount? And at that point, can you add more HOA dues that are delinquent after that? Or are you locked in at the time that the lien is placed with whatever amount you put on? The, um, there is an amount that is in the lien at the time the lien records. But again, statute allows for the debt to continue to run with the process. So yes, as the monthly assessments or quarterly assessments or annual assessments continue to accrue and remain unpaid, that amount is added to the lien process. It's not added to the lien per se, like we don't record subsequent liens. But again, the the debt owed by the homeowner to the association continues to accrue and is attached to that lien and can be collected at a future date. For our listeners' benefit, placing a lien is is a big step and probably a scary step for a lot of boards of directors. You know, they they live with these folks. They're our neighbors. You know, we want them to pay the HOA dues, but placing a lien on their home maybe seems excessive or cruel. Can you speak to that? Absolutely. And, and I understand that, that perspective. Uh, the, the unfortunate reality for board members and for associations is they also have CCNRs that they must follow. They have rules and regulations that they're to accomplish for the better of the whole community that the association governs. So the lean process is a necessary process to keep the operating accounts and the reserve accounts of the association healthy so that they can continue to improve the property, keep the property in good condition, keep everybody's property uh, with the best market value. And the collection or the placing of a lien and the collection process is a process that is necessary to make sure that the finances of the association are in good standing and remain to do so. So yes, it could be a difficult decision to make, but the association also has an obligation to fulfill the rules and regulations of their CCNRs, which is collecting delinquent debt from homeowners. And is there usually a threshold in the CCNRs that triggers when a lien should be uh, initiated? Is there a dollar amount? Not for the lien itself. Most CCNRs indicate that a pre-lien letter or a lien cannot be attached until 30 to 60 days have gone delinquent of the assessment debt. There is a threshold in regards to commencing a foreclosure action on an already recorded lien. And that threshold is the the assessment debt and just the assessment debt, not including late charges, not including interest, not including any attorney's fees or costs of collection. That assessment debt has to be at $1,800 or more than 12 months delinquent. In your experience, because you've been doing this a long time, how many communities would you say on average have delinquent assessments? I would... All of them? Yes. I, technically, I would say all of them. It obviously depends upon the makeup of the community. And if they have you know, over 100 units, the, the statistics are going to show that there's going to be delinquencies for all kinds of reasons. If you have you know, a five-unit community, it's going to be very unlikely you're going to have delinquencies. But you know, at one point or another, the economy affects every household, which is going to impact you know, their, their making their payments to their association dues. So in your experience, has, has it been 
or have you experienced where a community has had an owner that's you know downtrodden, they're on hard times, and the owner's not paying the dues? You place the lien. Once you place the lien, can they make payments? Can they negotiate with the community at that point, or do they have to make the payment in full, or you're going to foreclose? Absolutely. The, the homeowner can enter into any conversation with the association uh, in regards to satisfaction of that debt. The association is under, is under no obligation by statute or any other municipality or federal law to do a payment plan or to approve one, but the option is there for both parties. So yes. So the lien should be considered a tool that the association has and a bargaining chip, right? Essentially, that they can go to this owner and say, look, you've been taking too long. We have bills. We have to pay. You're obligated to pay these dues to the community so we can continue to pay our bills. If you don't pay us now, then we'll foreclose on your home or come to the table, talk to us, and we'll work something out. 100%. Absolutely. As you stated, that it should be used as a tool. The other piece that I wanted to add to that for the lien itself is, as we discussed previously, is if a homeowner is financially strapped and if there is going to be a bankruptcy in their future, the lien that the association places is the only way to secure that debt and not to get too much in the weeds, but a bankruptcy by a homeowner or a borrower will wipe out all unsecured debt. And that's a key word to use, unsecured versus secured. So when an association gets their lien of record, they're securing their debt or the potential of a future bankruptcy filed by that homeowner so that that debt will continue to remain as an obligation in that homeowner's bankruptcy, as opposed to giving the bankruptcy court the authority to just wipe away the association debt being that it's unsecured. So that is also the, the key reason to get your lien of record, in my opinion, as swiftly as possible. Great. So even if that person declares bankruptcy and they lose their home, somebody, they walk away from their home, somebody's going to have to pay that debt before they take ownership of the home or the bank will. Doesn't work exactly that way, but it just gives the homeowners association a better grasp and ability to collect that debt. It eliminates the court's position of just wiping away the association's debt. The association has more skin in the game if they have a lien of record. So in that example, though, I, I am curious, if an owner were to, let's say uh, you were around during the Northridge earthquake, and this is a question that we get quite a bit from when I do meetings, you know, if there's a huge earthquake, say Northridge happened, and there were owners that were special assessed, and they looked at and they said, you know, I, I owe too much and the property's not worth anything anymore. They walked away from their unit. Who is obligated to pay that special assessment? If the community was able to place a lien on the home before the owner walked away, is it then secured? Would they get that money? The debt is secured. So in that scenario, if the homeowner walks away, the homeowner is still going to have to sell that property or someone, a creditor, a creditor being either the bank or the association is going to need to foreclose. Title's not going to transfer just by the mere fact that the homeowner physically walks away. There still has to be a transaction that transfers title. When that title transfers, if there's a lien of record by the association for a regular assessment or a special assessment in the scenario provided, then that debt will have to be satisfied in order for that lien to be released. Does that carry forward into if the taking the scenario of the Northridge earthquake, and I was around for that period, 
if the lender ultimately forecloses because the borrower homeowner has walked away and the association does have a lien of record, it enables a stronger conversation for negotiation. It doesn't automatically mean that the lender has to pay the association's lien, but if there's a lien of record, it makes the conversation a lot stronger because the lender is going to want that lien to go away for title purposes. Does the association have a uh, an action against the lender? Technically, no, but the lender also wants title free and clear, so they're going to talk to the association about getting that lien removed, and usually that means bringing some money to the table to do so. Can you talk real quick about the foreclosure process and and what happens? Could the community essentially take ownership of the unit? Absolutely. And we've seen that. And, uh, and that's a good conversation that has come up in the last probably five to 10 years. Whereas uh, prior to the recession, homeowners associations never really had to consider taking title to a piece of property. The, the normal trend then was homeowners association gets a lien of record. If the debt isn't satisfied, they start the foreclosure process. And again, the foreclosure process is real specific in, in California statute 2924, the same way a lender forecloses on, on a deed of trust. Back in the day, when a lender would start a senior foreclosure action, they would usually foreclose within four to six months. And the association would then have the lender being the owner and the lender wanting to then turn around and sell that to an end user and collect dues and, and move forward. After the recession, lenders were not foreclosing as swiftly as they were, and all of the government-backed loans and conventional loans were taking years to foreclose. And I'm sure many associations who may be listening to this now have experienced that in their community, where a senior lender starts a foreclosure action, but it's going to take two to three years for them to do that. Usually, that also translates into a homeowner being delinquent on their dues simultaneously. and For two to three years. Exactly. So the association has to, to make a difficult decision. And we have seen, in, in my office, we have seen associations take properties back much more frequently than, than prior to the recession. And when I say much more frequently, I would say at least once a month in, in my operation. So if the community forecloses or goes through the foreclosure process, it's going to be quicker than waiting for the bank to do it? In current times, yes, I believe so. Interesting. And in your experience, how successful is, is the process of placing a lien? Do the owners, you know, usually suddenly find the money and pay, cough it up? Statistically, I can tell you in, in our office, uh, we're successful in collecting the debt and satisfaction about 90% of the time. The other 10% is that the association has to foreclose and take title of the property. In that 90% of the time, the scenario I usually give is, is we don't know, the association, my office, we don't know when the homeowner is going to be motivated to bring their account current. Is it going to be when the lien is on their property and clouds their title? Is that going to be, excuse me for using the word scary enough or strong enough for them to come to the table and satisfy it in full or negotiate a payment plan of some kind? Uh, or is it going to be the start of the, of the foreclosure by recording the notice of default? Is that going to be the step that's going to motivate them? Or, and to talk about the foreclosure piece, once you record the notice of default, just like the lien had a 30-day period attached to it, the notice of default has a 90-day period attached to it. At the end of the notice of default period, the association can choose to move forward with what's called the notice of sale period, which is actually setting the foreclosure sale roughly 30 to 45 days out. 
from that time they approve to do the notice of sale. Is the notice of sale actually having a sale date scheduled going to be motivation enough to get the homeowner to, to bring their account current or have a conversation about settlement in some way? So 90% of the time, we're successful in collecting it. It's just a matter of at what stage does the homeowner come forth and get motivated to have that conversation, either to bring it fully current or to negotiate a payment plan of some kind. Another question for you, Mitch. You said that there's no license required and anybody could you know, go through this process, the board, the property manager. What is the benefit of using a professional service like yours or there's a host of others out there that specialize in liens for community associations? Is it a tough trail to navigate? It is a tough trail to navigate. And so to answer your question in regards to why use a, a professional firm such as mine uh, would be years of experience, also you know, professionalism and respect, because it is a collection matter. So you want to make sure that all parties are treated respectfully and professionally. When I said that anybody can do it, that is true. But I'm going to also suggest that a property management company and or a board for an association should not try to do it on their own. Um, there are some conflicts of interest that would exist that would expose uh, a board, especially or a homeowners association to litigation should they try to do it on their own. But again, we don't have to be licensed. You don't have to be an attorney because it's a non-judicial process. Even though it's a legal process, it's non-judicial. It does not involve the courts. And just using somebody that has navigated the the statute because there are federal laws out there in regards to fair debt collection practices etc that have an impact not direct but enough to my recommendation using a professional that would also be aware of those scenarios to keep the association out of litigation and in harm's way for liability and if it was handled uh, improperly it could open the community up to litigation and lawsuit. Absolutely, 100%. Not to mention, you know, as, as, to your point, these folks are your neighbors and you don't want to be the bad guy. You have to live with these folks in your community. So you can kind of shift some of the blame uh, and the bad guy image over to the professional services and not your board or your community manager. 100% correct. Absolutely. Just shift the liability to somebody else and who has the, the professionalism to handle it and cross their T's and dot their I's. The liability and the anger, shift them both. <laughs> Correct. Correct. Uh, is there anything else that you think we should know about liens uh, for communities and, and how they can be used? Two final comments is that it's always our recommendation to be consistent. Uh, you had mentioned in the beginning of our conversation, the, the board doesn't want to be the bad guy. They don't want to be dropping the hammer on their neighbor. But at the same time, Consistency is important. That's also will lessen the exposure to liability for board members. If one person has fallen onto some financial times and the board wants to be a little more lenient, but then there's a neighbor in the community that's a nuisance and they want to drop the hammer a little more heavy, I would recommend not doing that. I would recommend consistency because that will um, create less liability for the board members. You don't want to get sued for discrimination. Exactly. Good, yeah, good word. <laughs> and the other point is, um, it shouldn't be scary to move through the process as swiftly as possible. Because again, we don't know when the homeowner's motivation is going to bring the account current. And if the end result of the process is going to be that the HOA has to foreclose, you'd want to be at that position much sooner than later. 
because the process based on the way statute spells it out is minimum of 13 months. And if the association- Hold on, the process to place a lien is 13 months? The process to complete the foreclosure action. Okay. So if the end result is going to be, if, if the homeowner is truly walking away from the property and they have no intention of bringing the account current, to get to the end of that process is 13 months minimum. And the assumption is, is we're already a couple of months delinquent before the association even starts the process. So again, you're a year and a half into the process with knowing what the end result's going to be. So again, we recommend doing it sooner than later, getting the understanding of the homeowner's motivation and if they're going to truly be bringing the account current or if they're going to walk away from it. And I'm hoping to demonstrate that it's not a scary process. It's just a methodical process that statute tells you how to do it. But yeah, it's collections are never fun. And CCNRs aside, is there a general guideline as far as, you know, you recommend if they haven't paid in six months, then it's time to get uh, lien services involved? Our recommendation is 30 to 60 days delinquent in assessment dues if they're if it's a monthly assessment. Um, at least get your pre-lien letter because by the time you get your lien of record, you're four months in. And the cost of doing the pre-lien letter and the lien is very minimal, but it gets the process going and get your timeline moving forward so you can get into that 13-month time frame sooner. And the pre-lien letter is essentially a warning like, hey, FYI, we're going to place a lien if you don't bring it current? Correct. Excellent. Well, this has been uh, very informative for me uh, and hopefully our listeners as well. Is there anything else you think they need to know before we call it? No, I, I hope I've answered questions. And if anybody else, any listeners have any questions, feel free to reach out. So in summary, don't be afraid of the lien services. Get them involved at least a couple months in if you're having trouble collecting uh, the, the, the HOA dues. They can get that pre-lien letter going, get that process started because it takes a little bit of time and uh, use this as a tool consistently. Correct. 100%. Excellent. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Mitch. Um, is there a way that our listeners can reach you if they have further questions? Yes, we have a website, sbsleancollections.com. Also, simplistically, leancollections.com. Our website is very transparent, very informative, timelines, as well as fee schedules. And that's both for the homeowner and the homeowners association to know exactly what to expect at each stage of the process should the services be needed. Excellent. Well, that's our show for today. A special thank you to our guest, Mitch Willett. As we end our episode, we'd like to remind our listeners that if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for topics that you'd like to learn more about, you can email us at feedback at hoashow.org. Join us next time on The HOA Show. To share or subscribe to The HOA Show, visit us at hoashow.org. There, you'll be able to listen to other episodes, find helpful resources relating to HOAs, provide feedback, submit questions, and check out other great stuff. The HOA Show podcast has been made possible by the contributions of Klein Agency insurance brokers, leaders in the community association industry. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast, its presenters and guests do not constitute legal advice. For more information on how the topics and discussion apply to you, please consult with your own legal counsel.